Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Now we're all getting older, me included, and maybe you've noticed that it's a little harder to recover if you injure yourself. You know, if you overdo it over the weekend, your back might hurt more than just for a few hours. Now it lasts a couple of days. Well, imagine as we get even older, what it's going to be like if we need to recover from whether it be a joint replacement or a prolonged hospital stay or sometime where we haven't been able to get up and get around for a while. How are we going to get back to that previous level? Well, you know, it's easy for a lot of folks to think that it'll, of course, happen because you'll just do a lot of physical therapy and you'll get right back to where you were. But in reality, that doesn't happen all the time. And today we're going to be talking with the owner of a local franchise of Gym Guys, Debbie Kim Morikawa. Now, she previously had a life as an occupational therapist and now has taken on this new business to really try and help people who may no longer qualify for some of the standard insurance covered physical therapy sessions, but still haven't gotten back to their previous functional level and need some extra assistance to get better and get back on their feet and get back to their lives and what they were doing. So thank you for joining me in the studio today. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I love the concept, which I desperately ought to do, which is you bring the gym to me so I can have no further excuse for not going because somebody will show up at my house and make me exercise. I want to hire you for like every single day. But tell me a little bit about who your clients are. Most of our clients are actually, I would say at least 50% of them are between the ages of 70 and 98. So they're typically seniors. And the reason we focused on seniors is because that really is a population that I feel often gets neglected or overlooked because it's thought that when it comes to personal training especially, you know, that's for younger people. But in reality, an older person is really more in need of it and can benefit more so from the personal training. 98. 98, yes. Oh, I give props to that person, whoever they are, because that's just fantastic. So physical therapy is something that, you know, one of the things I remember learning when I was in uh, medical school and residency is one of the best things you can do for individuals when they get hospitalized is get them out of bed. That if you wind up laying in bed, even if you're a young, healthy person, if you wind up laying in bed for several days at a time, you lose your muscle mass, you lose some of your ability to get up and get around. And as we get older, boy, a little arthritis sets in, a little bit of this and that. And it gets even harder when you have been immobilized to get up and get around. It doesn't take a long time for someone to really lose their strength pretty quickly, especially if they're a senior. That is so true. Uh, when I was going to school, basically we learned that within 24 hours, a healthy adult can start to become deconditioned, you know, with an illness, whether it's the flu, but whatever reason you're in bed. With someone over the age of 50, when I was reading through the literature, you lose about 1% of muscle mass for every year. And one study actually said you lose 15% after 10 years. So it's a gradual loss of muscle strength. Now, it because it occurs so gradually, sometimes we don't even notice it. And I think that's the dangerous part with older adults is that, you know, it starts out being, oh, you know, I'm feeling a little weak. I get tired more easily. Oh, maybe I won't walk as far. Maybe I'll sit more. But 
one day when you used to be able to pop up out of that chair, all of a sudden now you're having to reach down and give yourself a little push or you have to lean forward a little bit more. Still can get up, don't notice it. And then one day it's like, oh, okay, I got to rock a little bit. And so it's very progressive, but it's gradual. So you don't notice it. And one of the things that we want to be able to do is catch people before that happens. But even if it does, the great thing is that because they still have their muscles and their muscles have good muscle memory, we can retrain them in one to two sessions where they're starting to regain their function very quickly. You almost described me getting out of my couch because it's so low to the ground. It's like, you got to get up. Now you got to rock. Now it's never as easy to get up as it used to be. So these things can happen as we get older. There's a normal, natural loss of muscle, depending on how we're aging, unless we're doing something proactively to counteract that. So that would be doing some muscle strengthening exercises, even just to keep the level that we want to stay at as we get older. So we need to do some kind of activity. Now, you mentioned that the population that was kind of being neglected were some of the seniors. And and I see this happen a lot. You know, everybody says, well, you know, Grandma, you are 80. What do you expect? And Grandma's like, I don't expect to not be able to get up and walk around any further. So when you think of the people that you take care of, are these people who have had some sort of medical illness that has led them to this level of not being able to do what they used to? Or are you seeing people who just gradually have declined over the years and suddenly realize it and want to go ahead and get back to their previous level or maybe a little bit of both? It's a little bit of both. I mean, we do have a lot of people that have had some type of event, whether it's a stroke, a heart attack, a hip replacement, something that's caused them to have some dysfunction or loss of function. So we have a good number of people that are in that range. But we also have people that just don't want to lose their physical ability. So we have an 80-year-old that still plays singles tennis, and he's in great health. She exercises all the time. So, you know, it's really about the individual, and we tailor every single program to that individual. Now, when people start to lose their function, it's sometimes very discouraging. And I would say that, you know, probably the um, most significant situation was one gentleman that we have right now where I almost wouldn't have taken him just because he really wasn't able to do much more than get up out of bed, walk to the bathroom, and then get back into bed. So he spent most of his days in bed. Because of a medical condition, because of a heart problem, or just He no had ability. a hip replacement that mm, somewhere along the lines, after his rehab, um, he was in so much pain that he did not use his leg. Uh, He stayed in bed and became very weak to the point where his core was so weak that when he sat in, and even now, he still, when he sits in a chair, he can't pull himself forward. So that's a pretty severe situation. Fortunately, he still had his mobility because with his leg the way it was, he could still get up out of bed and walk let's say, to the bathroom. When I first saw him with our trainer, what I saw was 
His leg had no mobility whatsoever. You asked him to contract his leg, there was no motion. So he had forgotten how to even use that leg. He couldn't lift it up off the bed. He couldn't separate his feet apart. So we had to start from very, very basic. Let's do some stretching. Let's do some muscle re-education and some exercises to build up his core. So that was a very slow process, but within... A couple of weeks, he was able to lift his leg off the bed, move it out to the side, bend his knee. There was no hip flexion or knee flexion. We were able to help him get to the point where he could bend his hips a little bit more, flex his knee, where now he's saying, maybe I can get into a car. He wasn't going to the doctor because it's so difficult for him to get up and sit. And now he's thinking, maybe I can. Now, again, that's a kind of more severe situation, but you know, within that short period of time, he made significant progress. And you're talking about the difference between someone who, if he didn't get out of bed, he was slowly going to become bedridden, meaning that he was going to lose that ability. So you really made a huge difference for him because he went from a situation where he might have even at some point become homebound, unable to get out of bed, unable to even let his doctors know he's having these problems. And by him getting motivated enough to participate in the type of exercises that he needed to do, it really changed the trajectory of his life at this point. Yes. Now, you've referenced this area of the core, and some people know where your core is, and some people do not. So where exactly is the core? We hear about these core exercises, things you need to do. People think it's just their their belly, their abdomen. Some people know think it's just their back. What would you describe as the core? The core is that whole central area, but the reason why people focus on the abdominal muscles or abs is because typically most of us have weaker abs. You know, unless you're actually doing something to strengthen them, typically your stomach muscles are weaker. So that's why there's a focus on different exercises and we say, okay, pull in your abs or we need to strengthen your core. Typically most people are referring to the stomach muscles. We have a lot of individuals who we see who their balance is a little unsteady. So another large group of, um, extra, well, another large population that we tend to work with are the people who, when they go from sitting to standing, it takes a little bit more, just like we were saying how, you know, they get, uh, they have to put a little more oomph before they stand up. Maybe they teeter a little once they're standing. So we do a lot of strengthening of the core with that because, again, they need core musculature in order to help pull them up. They also need strong leg muscles because they have to go from a squatting position to a standing position. And many times people complain of knee pain. And a lot of times that knee pain is because they don't know how to do a squat properly. And that's another thing that we spend a lot of time on. People are taught to squat improperly. And when you squat, it may look totally correct, but you may be activating all of the wrong muscles. And if you're doing it wrong, you're going to feel that pain in your knee. When you do it right, all of a sudden that pressure on your patella or your knee tap goes away. And so people, it's like a light bulb goes, wow, yeah, I, I didn't feel that hardly at all in my knee. So that's an important movement. But that squat then helps you with strengthening. It helps you with balance. Um, it really uh, enable someone to maintain their level of independence. Because if you really think about it, once you're no longer able to get up, 
then now you need assistance, which means someone has to be around because you're going to have to go to the bathroom at some point. And so what I tell people is that, you know, you think, oh, you know, it's it's not that important. But at a certain point, all of a sudden, if you can't do it, either family members going to have to stay home with you or you're going to have to hire someone to come over. So it makes really good sense to invest in doing something about it before it gets to that point. Hey, I agree with you 100% because I'll see some of the folks in my office and as they get older, they're now needing walkers and maybe wheelchairs and they can't walk any distance. And part of it is truly just getting older and having other medical conditions that makes them a little more susceptible to having that acceleration of the aging process. But then there's a lot of folks who could do more and they just don't know how. And when you say go to a gym, I was just talking with a patient today and I said, you know, when was the last time you did some exercises at the gym? Because you're describing having fatigue and, you know, having no energy. And so what do you do for exercise? And they said something that I think is true for a lot of folks. They said, you know, I I belong to a gym. I want to go. I maybe go on the treadmill, but I don't know how to use all the other machines, and I don't know if I'm doing it correctly. So I just don't even go near them. Those machines scare me. And I think that's true for a lot of folks, that when they think about going and doing some kind of exercise, you know, going to a gym or going somewhere to a facility, they're not sure if they're doing it right or some of the machines seem scary or they get on one and maybe they're pulling it the wrong way and they're hurting themselves. What's different about what you provide? Because your entire business operation is set up to go to the clients, to go to the individuals, to help them in their own environment, which I think is really ideal. If you learn how to do some exercises using your kitchen sink for balance, you can't say, I didn't have an opportunity to go, because inevitably sometime that day you're going to be in the kitchen. So what's different about the approach that you take? The beauty of gym, guys, is exactly what you said, is that we come to you, first of all, so it's not intimidating. The other thing is that we focus a lot on functional fitness, especially with our seniors, because many of those pieces of equipment that you see in the gyms, they're multiplanar, or some of them may cross over, you know, different functions, but for the most part, they don't necessarily put you in functional movement patterns. So what we do is we set up our exercises that are really geared towards helping a person maintain maintain their independence in the home. And the other thing that we do that I think is relatively unique, it's not that there aren't people out there that do it, is that we also get a lot of feedback. We solicit the feedback from the person because, as I mentioned earlier, someone can do a squat and it looks like they're in perfect form. But then if you ask them, what muscles do you feel? They're feeling different muscles. And so we make sure that we get that feedback from the person. What are you feeling? So make sure that they're exercising the right muscle groups. We're also giving them cues about form. Posture and mechanics are super important. And most of the times, just even for you and I, we overlook it, whether it's because of are looking at smartphones, reading, computer work, we're always slouched over. So we develop that rounded shoulders and forward head posture. We strain our upper shoulders and neck so that we start to have spasms. And then we don't correct it. And then when I ask someone to show me how you stand, you know, put yourself in good posture. And I look at them, they're still not completely aligned. Because at a certain point, this poor posture feels like you're 
good neutral posture. And so we need to be able to cue people what is the correct position, what muscles do you need to use so that they don't injure themselves and they're not reinforcing a bad pattern. You don't get that when you're at the gym. Sometimes even with a personal trainer at a gym, you're not getting that individualized attention on what you're doing. So, you know, that is what's unique about us. All right. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, learning all about why you need to make sure your posture is good. I felt like you were in my head. You know, you're looking at smartphones and computers and... Yeah, I'm doing that. And as I was talking with you, my posture was improving. I'm here in the studio talking with Gym Guys owner Debbie Kim Morikawa. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about a quick little body check we can all do to make sure that we're sitting correctly, whether we're in a chair watching TV at a desk or something like that. Just some little quick tips that can help all of us to just sit up straighter. I find myself doing it right now talking with Debbie. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to the St. Andrews Schools, which includes the Priory School for Girls, the Prep for Boys, and Queen Emma Preschool. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, here with Gym Guys owner Debbie Kim Morikawa, and we're talking today about a unique way to help some of our vulnerable seniors who might want to stay in, who doesn't want to stay independent for as long as possible, and how they can really work on getting personalized attention to help them to restore functional status so they can get in around their house, get up and down from the bathroom, from the couch, from a chair, and hopefully reduce the risk of falls and fractures, which can seriously impair mobility for the rest of their lives. Now, before the break, we were talking a little bit about posture. And I got to say, as we were talking, I found myself saying, I got to sit up straight. I got to put my shoulders back. I'm doing all of those things that you say not to do. So if somebody were sitting, you know, in their car or sitting in their house, how do we know when our posture is good? You know, I mean, I sort of think put your shoulders back. But how would you describe if if I was sitting slouched up right now, how should I self-check myself and know that I'm doing something wrong? So what I tell people is that the best way to start to develop a sense of what good posture is, is before you take a shower, when you have no clothes on, stand in front of the mirror and look at yourself. Okay, really? That- Because I don't know that many people that are going to want to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to sign up to do that. But okay. All right. Stand in front of the mirror. I'm just telling you, that's the only way. I mean, you can ask someone to show you, but, you know, how do you know when one shoulder is up for the other? You know, and so the best is, and I can tell you, but if you don't really feel it, it's hard to tell. So you need to get in front of that mirror and you need to figure out, okay, do I have one shoulder higher than the other? Is that because I'm carrying a bag on that side all of the time? Or because I lean a certain way or I'm using the mouse all the time? Whatever it is, but you want to look. Are you symmetrical? Then you want to make sure that your shoulders are back. So most of us have that rounded shoulders. And I'll tell you a little bit about how to correct the um, the spine alignment uh, uh, next. But first, it's just finding what looks right to you. Your ears are supposed to be over your shoulders, over your hips. So you have those natural curves in your neck and in your low back where they come in slightly. The way to get to that and feel it is if you stood up 
with your back against the wall and you tucked your chin straight back, your head should touch the wall, your shoulders should be touching the wall, and your hips should be against the wall. So if you push yourself and keep those normal curves, that would be the normal curvature of the spine for most people, unless you have an anatomical um, dysfunction. From there, you get back in front of your mirror and you look at yourself. Now, once you're holding it, ask yourself, what does it feel like? See if you can recreate it. Then close your eyes, shake yourself off, and then put yourself back into what feels like normal alignment. Open your eyes. And if your shoulder's back up again or your neck's a little bit forward, okay, shift yourself around, do it again until you can get back into that proper posture. Because until you can feel what the difference is, you won't be able to correct it. So you got to know what's correct. Because for all of us, good posture is going to feel a little abnormal. The one thing that I emphasize why people should try us out at Gym Guys is because everything that we do aligns you in good posture and starts to strengthen those postural muscles. So part of it is strengthening the core. Some of it is looking at that forward head posture and exercises to get that neck back into position, exercises to pull those shoulders back so you open up the chest, relax some of the pectoral muscles, strengthen some of the muscles that hold your um, shoulder blades together to keep your uh, chest open. So we can do a lot of the exercises that naturally reinforces those good postural muscles so you don't have to think about it. Because the reality is you can feel yourself in good posture, you can recreate it, but as soon as you get in front of that computer screen, what are you going to do? You're going to start looking at the screen, you're going to start looking down, you're going to start leaning forwards, typing on your computer, and you're going to forget all about good posture. So it's got to be second nature. So that's why I tell people part of what you're doing with the exercise is getting your body to be trained to what feels good, strengthen those muscles so that they can stay in those positions. And that way you don't have to think about it. Your body will automatically start to tell you, oh, I'm feeling stretched out. Oh, and you want to sit up straight. Wow. So there's a lot that goes into it. First, know when when it's wrong. Yes. And then know when you're doing it wrong. And know what it feels like to be in good posture position. Because, you know, you'll see people after they've had hip fractures or hip replacement, like you mentioned earlier, or people who have had some other sort of major, almost catastrophe go on and want to restore their function back to where they were. And with this new metal joint, if they have one, or with this new recovery from injury, they may not be able to get back to their previous level of functioning just doing the standard prescribed physical therapy. That, you know, we talked a little bit about what happens insurance. You know, insurance-wise, we'll cover if you're showing progress. But once you plateau with therapy, that may mean that you may no longer have physical therapy coverage through insurance, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you've gotten back to your baseline. Exactly. And sometimes you hear, well, a lot of times you hear people say, man, I wish I could have had just a few more weeks. If I had a few more weeks of therapy, I could have gotten back to where I needed to be. And the reality is as you get older, you really need to push yourself within those first six months of recovering from something for those changes to occur to be more permanent. And so that's where our services are really beneficial to seniors because we come to them. So if they're physically not as mobile, where they still need a ride to get to their appointments, that they don't have to worry about that. We'll come to them. It's not intimidating. We'll continue to work on them, and we're not governed by insurance because we're going to make progress with them at the pace that they can 
move towards and we get them functional. And then once they're able to get to that level where it's pretty close to where they used to be, now they're better able to maintain it and maybe they don't need us anymore. Or maybe they want to continue with us because now they want to surpass where they were so that they can be even better um, as far as health and aging. So tell me about some of your success stories. Do you have any particular folks in mind where you say, yeah, I mean, you talked earlier about the man who had the hip issue with the inability to really move it. I'm sure you've got a lot of success stories. Is there anyone else that sort of strikes you as someone who you never thought would get as far as they did and now look? Well, I know we have one client who's in his 80s, and um, when you talk about having all kinds of different deficiencies in his spine, very crooked, um, walking seemed very unsteady, but with the exercises that we did with him, he's able to get up very easily and has a very nice stride. Um, We see a lot of people do that. We have actually several clients who, when we first started seeing them, had difficulty getting up from a chair. They could do it, but it was a struggle. Now they're basically just standing right up and starting to move. And sometimes even initiating movement is difficult, but they're able to now just start walking without even having to think about it. So it's those mobility issues. I like to think of as as somewhat mobility specialists that we're really able to focus on those specific specific activities and exercises can that that can get you to move better and be safer when you're moving. Sometimes it's just t- telling people to slow down. We have one gentleman who has Parkinson's and part of the challenge with him is that he moves too quickly. He is agile, but because of the Parkinson's his gait is very shuffling and he loses his balance when he sits down because he'll just kind of plop. So it's teaching people. Um, We have someone who had bilateral hip replacements. Again, every time she stood up, she would stand there and say, okay, what's next? And then we would ask her to do something. As soon as she was done, she'd plop down. She just couldn't stay standing. Her balance was so poor. Now she stands up. She never sits until we say, okay, you can sit now. She can stay there. doesn't lose her balance hardly at all. And that was just in a matter of a couple of weeks. So again, it's amazing what you can achieve with people when they start to relearn how to use muscle groups that haven't been used in a while. Yeah, and that's really the key is learning how to do it, learning how to do it correctly the right way and reinitiating movement with some of these muscle groups. You know, even if it's just a matter of, like you mentioned, a young, healthy person who winds up being taken down by the flu in bed for a few days, even they start to see some of the changes that their body undergoes when they're trying to get back and get back to their usual exercise routine or even just get around the house. Imagine add decades of life onto that. And it makes it much more difficult for people to get back to that independent level of functioning. You know, I read some statistics that show that 50% of people who have a hip fracture never walk the same again. If they've had a fracture, even if they've had to have surgery to either replace the hip or pin the hip or something along those lines, they don't get back to walking the same way again. And some of those never get back to walking at all. And that sort of scary statistic is what, you know, we often don't think about it until disaster happens. And then when it does, we worry, okay, is it too late to regain our function? So it sounds like one of the best things that... I often think, you know, it's right around the holiday season. Great gift for grandma or grandpa might just be getting them a few sessions to really work on strengthening their body. And a lot of people are motivated 
but they just don't want to go somewhere to a facility. We talked a little bit about the phobia about some of the machines or sometimes just feeling like you're out of place at some of the gyms. And then also wanting to have someone come to you. You brought up a really good point about can someone get there? Can they drive to the location? And so if they can't because they need their kids to drive them, what a great thing. Someone comes to them. So these are some of the great things that I think that services like yours can provide, particularly for some of our senior folks. If people wanted to go ahead and get more information about how to find you, how could they do it? Could they just Google Gym Guys? Yes, they could Google Gym Guys and then type in uh, an Oahu zip code, and they'll get right to our page. Um, they can also just call 638-2525, and that'll direct them to my cell phone. So I'll, I'll pick up on that line as well. But basically, one of the things that I really want to emphasize is, is that um, for those individuals that you know, can do it, that's great. But sometimes people say, well, my parent doesn't really want to. Uh, that's what's good about an outsider. When family says you need to exercise, lots of times they go, no, I don't want it. You talked about a gift. Sometimes having that outside person doing it will make the difference. All right. That sounds like a great plan. Thanks for sharing your expertise with us today on The Body Show. If you'd like to hear this show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. See you next week. Mm-hmm.